Welcome to Farm to Stable, a science-based equine nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nettie Leibert. I'm a lifelong horse person and professional equine nutritionist with the goal of helping horses and their humans create balanced diets to set them up for success, no matter what age, discipline, or circumstance. Disclaimer, the information discussed here is based on current scientific research and is for educational purposes only. Every horse's individual needs vary. This is not a substitute for veterinary medicine or nutrition consultation. Hello and welcome to the Farm to Stable podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nettie Leibert, and this time around we're going to talk about feed tags. So if you've ever gone into a feed store or looked at the feed bags in your feed room or stable or wherever you keep them, you might wonder, or if you've ever tried to compare, you might say, well, these two tags from different brands look very similar. What's the difference? So we're going to talk about that. So welcome. Let's get into it. So when it comes to feed tags, it's sort of like a nutrition label, right? So when you go to the grocery store and you see things like protein and calories uh, in the human world, it's feed tag is similar. So there are some requirements. So by law, a feed tag must contain certain things. It must contain the brand name, the product name, and a statement of purpose. For example, this product is for growth, performance, breeding, and lactation, or this product is for performance horses. It must also contain a guaranteed analysis, an ingredient list, and typically grains or other ingredients are listed first, followed by vitamins and minerals last, typically. Directions for use and any warning or caution statements. For example, you might see something that says, do not feed to sheep, contains copper, because sheep can't have, ex- can't have copper in their diet. It also must contain the name and address of the manufacturer and a quantity statement. In other words, 50 pounds, 25 kilograms, whatever the case may be. So this is governed by the American... Uh, the Association of American Feed Control Officials, also known as AFCO. Feed companies are also subject to inspection by the USDA, who can just sort of walk in and inspect the facility at any time. That's another discussion. That's just an FYI. So when you're looking at feed tags, you might see a couple of different things. I mean, as I mentioned, they have to contain a list of what is in the bag, protein, fat, fiber, calcium, phosphorus, for example. So there is a minimum list uh, required by AFCO that has to go on there. Anything beyond that list is really up to the manufacturer. But if the manufacturer puts something or guarantees something on their feed tag or on the bag, then they are accountable for it. So if they do get inspected by, say, uh, the USDA, and the USDA decides to test that product, and something that the manufacturer says is in there is not in there, then that's going to be a problem. So anything on the feed tag that's guaranteed, the manufacturer is accountable for. Typically, feed tags are either sewn onto the bag or the information is printed on the bag. It depends on the manufacturer. Both are acceptable. Now, in general, if the feed information, the guaranteed analysis, is printed on the bag, more likely that manufacturer is using what's called um, a fixed formula. And we'll get into what that is. Now, not always. 
And you can have manufacturers with fixed formulas that use sewn on tags as well. It just depends. And I'm not calling anybody out, uh, but just something to keep in mind as we get into this discussion. So then, what is fixed formula? Pretty simple. The guaranteed analysis on the bag is always met the same way. The product ingredients do not vary. The recipe doesn't change. The cake is baked the same way every single time. So you get a very consistent product from bag to bag, from lot to lot, location to location. It should always be very similar. So you're going to get, again, the same ingredients from bag to bag. Now, the drawbacks to this for the manufacturer is that ingredient pricing can affect the cost to the consumer depending on commodities. Now, typically, a company that is using a fixed formulation or a manufacturer that's using a fixed formulation is going to keep that in mind. And if an ingredient becomes very expensive or difficult to source or the quality doesn't main, you know, isn't up to the manufacturer's standards, can they change it? Yes, but typically that's uh, done very slowly and usually... Uh, communications are made to customers, hopefully not always, but sometimes. Now, the other way a feed can be manufactured and you might see on the feed tag is called least cost. And a lot of manufacturers don't like that term, at least from a marketing uh, perspective. But essentially, that guaranteed analysis is still going to be met. You can meet a guaranteed analysis a a, a million different ways. But in a least cost formulation, the ingredients used may vary from batch to batch. Now, for the manufacturer, uh, what that means is they can, as the name suggests, keep the price of the bag pretty consistent. Like they can use the least uh, expensive ingredients that still meet that guaranteed analysis without passing on the cost to the consumer. So those ingredients, uh, just because they are less expensive, again, they still have to contain a certain level of nutrient value. And the benefit. So that's the main benefit really for the consumer's wallet. Um, But the drawbacks are that the product may not be consistent. So if you've ever purchased a particular uh, brand or type of feed, and a few weeks later, you bought it again, and it looked a little different, smelled a little different, maybe there were some different ingredients, that may be why. Now, is there is one better than the other? Well, it kind of depends Personally, from a nutritionist point of view, I prefer a fixed formula feed because we know that horses like consistency. And when you change things in their diet, um, you run the risk of some digestive upset. Now, that does not mean that a least cost formulated feed is bad. There's thousands of horses consuming least cost feeds every day that are doing just fine. But if you have a particularly sensitive horse or one that's uh, prone to gas colics, things like that, you might want to think about a fixed formula feed. So how do you know, as an average horse person, if your feed is fixed formula or if it's not? There are a couple of clues. Number one, you can call the manufacturer and ask them how they do it. You can ask them what the ingredients on the feed tag are and what they mean. The other way is to look at the ingredients, especially if you're comparing two different brands of feed that have the same protein, the same fat, the same fiber, similar amounts of vitamins and minerals. You think, oh, what's the difference? You know, one costs more than the other. If you're looking at a least cost formula feed tag, you're going to see ingredients that say things like this, processed grain byproducts, 
grain products, forage products, roughage products. Now, AFCO, the regulatory agency I mentioned earlier, defines what those things are. So processed grain products can mean a number of things. It can mean, uh, you know, it can mean corn, it can mean oats, it can mean some other types of grains. Uh, Forage products, same thing. It can mean alfalfa meal or some other type of chopped forage ingredient used in there. So essentially, the manufacturer has a pool of ingredients that they can use that qualify as, say, processed grain byproducts. So it doesn't mean that those products are bad or terrible. It just gives the manufacturer a lot of flexibility in how they actually manufacture the feed. They'll still meet that guaranteed analysis, but how they get there could potentially vary. Now, if your feed product is more of a fixed formula, you will see specific ingredients listed on your tag. It might say things like ground corn, soybean, alfalfa meal, wheat flour, molasses, oil, vegetable oil, something like that. So they will be specific ingredients. They won't be such general terms. And again, whether you decide to feed a least cost or a fixed formula is completely up to you. And again, the manufacturer will be obligated to meet the guaranteed analysis either way. A little bit of a shorter podcast today, but I wanted to spend some time and focus on feed tags. It's a topic I've been wanting to get to for a couple of weeks because many of us do feed manufactured feed. And one of the things that we'll get into in the future are some ingredients. And earlier in an earlier series, we talked about feed myths. So if you have questions on some ingredients, you might want to go back and review those podcasts if you haven't listened to them, because some of your questions may be answered in the earlier feed myths series. So if you have questions about what's in your bag, again, you can always call the manufacturer and say, hey, what is this ingredient? What is what does it do? And you can ask to speak to a nutritionist if they have one. Most companies do. Not all of them, but most of them do. If they don't, they typically contract it out. But it is certainly a legitimate question that you can call and ask. Now, when you look at a feed tag, and you think, which one is best for my horse, that's another discussion. And again, you're going to look at fat, you're going to look at protein, life stage, how active is your horse, how's your horse's body weight, does he even need a manufactured grain product, or is a ration balancer sufficient, and your hay really good. So that's a different topic for discussion. But for today, I just wanted to talk about what you're looking at when you look at the feed tags and the guaranteed analysis on your feed bag. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope you've ans- I hope I've answered a couple of questions or maybe, you know, gave you some questions that you didn't know you needed to answer. But please, if you do have questions, reach out equinenutritionphd at yahoo.com. Also available for nutrition consulting. So please feel free to check us out on Facebook at Libert Equine Nutritional Consulting as well. And stay warm out there in the winter if you're in a cold climate at this time. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Happy riding. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Farm to Stable, a science-based equine nutrition podcast. Please share and subscribe if you found the content interesting. And if you have a topic you'd like to hear about, send it to equinenutritionphd at yahoo.com.